Barracuda. Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chad. Coming up on 6.37 here on the all-new This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. And Morley, too. Morley will be in with sports here in just a second. I remember as a kid, uh, especially when I was a little kid, I loved I loved the idea of horses. And I'd read different books about... Mm. And there were, there were the standards and Black stuff like baby. that. Yeah. Well, I did read it when I was a little kid. And then there was the the Golden Stallion. There was a whole bunch of these these kids' books at the time. Uh, and, and the whole romantic notion of the mm. wild... Horse, the Mustangs, right? The mystique of the Mustangs. Yeah, and, and we have them in southern Alberta. I don't think I've ever seen them. I I, I took a trip to Waterton uh, a couple of months ago, and there were some horses on the side of the road, and I don't. And they looked like they were like a gang. <laughs> well, that could have <laughs> been somebody's. Girl. Could have been somebody's horses. Girl, so I can't really uh, identify them, but they seemed like like the wind was flowing through their manes. Like they looked like wild horses, but I don't know if they were. Um, yeah. But you know what? In my mind, because of this mystique that we. We have them. Like, mm-hmm. That is, they are wild horses, and they are just going and they're hanging out and going where the wind takes them. Um, <laughs> but I, I could imagine that they would be hard to track. And in fact, one group says that the government numbers of them are flawed. So here to talk about some of the concerns is Daryl Glover, president and co-founder of the Help Alberta Wildies Society, or Haas. Good morning, Daryl. Yes, good morning. Uh, first, let's get a definition. I mentioned Mustangs. These aren't necessarily Mustangs. Necessarily. What, what, what is a wild horse? We had, even when we were talking about it earlier, uh, somebody sent in on the text line, you know, drawing a line. You know, there are no wild horses. They're just horses that have gone feral. Uh, so what's your definition of a wild horse in Alberta? Well, that's always a pretty contentious issue in Alberta. Um, there's certainly a lot of uh, different opinions. Um Truthfully, where these horses originated from uh, was from the uh, conquistadors back in the 1550s that brought them to the Americas. And they uh, started working themselves northwards and uh, got into Alberta around the late 1600s. So we've done um, a fair bit of DNA analysis on these horses in the past few years. And they come up with uh, markers from various breeds of draft horses that uh, were from the uh, pre-industrialized era. Um, There's Canadian horses involved and uh, Indian pony and a very, very strong connection to the Spanish horses, particularly the uh, Iberian horses uh, uh, and the the Andalusians. So they've never had homes? It's not like these, like wild boars where they've escaped and, and sort of started their own colony. These horses have, have, have never been, I guess, Domesticated, yeah. tamed? No, they, uh, they've all been uh, uh, born in the wild and never touched by humans. And, uh, you know, after uh, a few centuries, you would think that uh, they would deserve the word wild. So you could sort of lump them into the category of wild animals like moose or elk or deer? Yeah, we want to be careful that uh, they aren't considered wildlife. Uh, You know, they do have a very, very uh, distinct um, background. And uh, one of the uh, professors at the University of Calgary that did the uh, DNA studies on these horses, uh, he actually calls them unique to Alberta. 
There's no other uh, species of horse similar to this anywhere else in the world. Okay, so uh, there, there is apparently a, there, there's uh, the forestry uh, ministry will go through and do a count to see how many there are. Uh, explain to me where, what the issue is, because as I understand it, if there become too many of these wild horses or feral horses, that they would it would sort of start an automatic cull to reduce the numbers of them. So there's a few issues to this. Uh, number one, what's the problem with having too many wild horses? at least as far as the government's concerned or or the concern that's at issue here. What's the problem with having too many? Well, what the problem is, is the uh, rangeland department with our Alberta government uh, tries to determine how much rangeland forage is available uh, for the various uh, users of the landscape. So we have a ton of cattle, lots and lots and lots of cattle out there. And, uh, course they like to eat that good grass in the summertime Mm -hmm. we also have wildlife and when we started this uh, endeavor 10 years ago to uh, try and save these horses um, the government actually had a uh, an agenda of total eradication they were going to clean out every single wild horse in the foothills and did they say that that's what their plan was or is that an assumption no, that's exactly what we were told on our very first phone call to the government. And uh, so at that particular time, uh, they said that the uh, rangeland forage was allotted for 50% wildlife, 50% for livestock. And when I asked where did the wild horses fit in, they said they don't. So in that 10 years now, uh, we've come a long ways, I guess, when you consider the fact that the government now has uh, introduced a new management uh, framework plan to include wild horses on the on the landscape. But the part of the issue is is that we have six different equine zones that the government manages along the foothills. The largest population of the uh, horses is in the Sundry Zone, mm-hmm. which is 542,000 acres, and right now. We have uh, the government's count of 969 horses in that zone, and they've imposed a threshold of 1,000 as a cap in this new plan. And so if it goes beyond that cap, then they start culling those horses? Well, they're probably going to start wanting some kind of uh, intervention at this point to bring them down into a a lower level because they have what they uh, call a green, yellow, red uh, threshold level. And we are perilously close to the red where serious uh, uh, intervention would be required. But the problem is, is that last year the government counted 642 horses in the Sundry Zone. This year they went out and they flew further than previously uh, counted and came up with 969. So when you look at their published graph from uh, 2022 to 2023, it shows a 51% increase in wild horses in the Sundry Zone. And that's our issue, that they have been uh, misleading the public with the actual numbers in that zone. The fact is, the fact is, in 2018, they flew exactly the same flight path as they did in 2023, for their counts. And in 2018, they had 1,015 horses, in 2023, they had 969. So the, the numbers are actually static. They're not going up. But you understand that, that you know, this is, they're hard to count, aren't they? No, 
they're not. Uh, Hawes does a parallel count with our uh, our own rented chopper. Yeah. Uh, we have, for the last two years, we have followed the government around on the exact same flight path. In uh, t- last year, 2022, we come up with uh, 659 horses, or uh, pardon me, 684 uh, in 2023 and 659 in 2022. So, we only came up with 25 more horses this year, and uh, the government came up with over like a 327 or something like okay. that. Uh, you know, so, Daryl, yeah, we need, we need to take a quick break. Can you stick around for a few seconds? Because I want I want to drill down into into whether you think this is intentional by the government or just a, a mistake in 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 how procedure is done. I want to dive into that with you when we come back here in just a couple of minutes. So I uh, hope you'll stick around. Daryl Glover is the president co founder of Help Alberta Wildies Society. We'll get those answers when. We come back. This morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, supported by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we have been talking to Daryl Glover, president and co-founder of the Help Alberta Wildies uh, Society, or HAWS. We're talking about wild horses and the count and there's a discrepancy in in Haas's numbers as compared to government numbers. And in some ways it's about uh, procedure. So uh, as you were mentioning before the break, Daryl, it's basically that the government was looking at a much wider area and so of course there would be more horses in a wider area. You want apples to apples, oranges to oranges. Do you think the government and and I think you, you have said this, is intentionally trying to fudge the numbers and if, if so that's a major allegation if that is where you're going. The truth is, the um, it all comes down to dollars. And year over year, they may not fly the same uh, pattern uh, in the zone, depending on how much budget they have for the helicopters. But now with this new management framework uh, in place, they want the numbers to be as uh, accurate as possible. Uh, so that they can, uh, if necessary, implement these thresholds. Accuracy is good. Yeah, however, if they're going to publish these uh, numbers of 969 uh, compared to last year's number uh, count of 642, that is very, very misleading to the public, and that's our concern. But so uh, what, what we're basically saying is uh, that the numbers are static, and on September 28th, uh, we went down to meet with the Rangeland director and uh, his chief of staff, and uh, we had a, a meeting and we did our homework and we put all the uh, information up on their screen and showed them the extra miles that they flew from their flight paths that we received. And at the end of that meeting, the government did indeed agree with us that the numbers are static, not going up. And it's all a matter of how they present the numbers. So that's important that everybody in the public realizes that the numbers are not skyrocketing as indicated on the government website. Uh, okay, Daryl, thank you. Uh, I think you've got your, your your message out, and we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Okay.
We did try to contact the Forestry and Parks Ministry. Uh, we emailed them a couple of times for a statement, and we didn't hear back. So we'll keep an eye on this. We'll check in again with uh, Daryl down the road. So mm-hmm. this isn't happening immediately, but they are raising that that red flag uh, about the possibility of uh, maybe a call. Uh, th- look, and there are some people who absolutely, and I got a me- we got a message in on the text line as mm-hmm. well. Who just there's some people who absolutely don't believe that wild horses. Uh, should be part of the wild landscape. They don't think that they're, they're not a natural wildlife. Even even Daryl said that they're a unique spot in and of themselves. So it's just a matter of who who's standing up and who's supporting enough. Um, some people would rather see them all gone, especially especially ranchers who want they want the yeah. the pasture for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For their yeah. Animals. That text said that uh, they they take away natural habitat from our natural uh, species and they should be eradicated. And then there's other people who who show us beautiful photos of some mm-hmm. wild horses and and how amazing and incredible they are. You you know, Daryl certainly you know, built up the mystique of these horses and where they came from and the conquistadors and, and how unique they are around the world. And, and you'd think, oh, well, that needs to be preserved. And I think there, there's just sort of an, a numbers game, if, if you will, um, yeah. on, on both sides. So Keep in mind, hopefully there's a lot that, of, that, that gets settled. Yeah, and uh, many of you will already know a lot of that pasture land in, in southern Alberta, you need extraordinary amounts of acres because it, tend, it tends to be uh, more of the wildlife grass or a little more sparse. So in order to, to, to pasture a large number of animals, you need a larger area. Around here, sometimes you know, you'll get a pasture that's just thick. You don't need as much acreage mm-hmm. uh, for them to eat off of. But in those ones, they range for a long, long distance. And that's where the whole argument about how many acres are available uh, starts to come up. It's a, it's a fascinating conversation. And it's good for uh, Daryl to, to jump in and tell us uh, his side of it. Yeah, you're the horse guy. So I, I, I yielded to you, Daryl McIntyre, because oh. you just got rid of your horses, right? You were you were boarding <laughs> you some horses? It, well, we had rescue horses that yeah. were on our property to eat grass, and now they're back in their winter home. It's just got rid of them, it sounds. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it sounded kind of harsh. You, you sent them... They're to back, another home. They're back to their winter home. Yeah. That's what, yeah. So you oh, didn't have to spend just done. so much time on the riding lawnmower. You got <laughs> our, some horses in our there. Our grass is done. And that it, they were pretty cool to see. You had some pretty beautiful ponies there. Yeah, it was nice to have so, them in the backyard. Yeah, they're just so calming and, I don't know, they're lovely.